The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. I don't know what they did for indigestion back in the day, but I am so glad it is not an issue uh, for me anymore. Because I'm, I'm not going to not eat that food over there. That's delicious food. Will it get me? Maybe. Do I care? Absolutely not. And that would be the case uh, with my guest, James Brennan, who is Make Calories Great Again, that website, uh, which is a really fun website to poke around in. And I'm sure, I'm thinking... Man, if I eat that, I better have some Tums or something standing by. James, good morning. How the heck are you? Morning, Mike. Uh, pretty good. Happy to be back. And uh, happy National Cheese Curd Day as well. Yeah, baby. I should have shown you the box. I got a box about this big and this big filled with cheese curds. So uh, <laughs> I'll be looking for a bunch of people to share them with, or I may never poop again ever. I, you know, <laughs> take me forever to eat that many cheese curds. But I love them. I, I told my... Uh, I've told my friends before, I'm pretty sure God invented cows for people like me because there is very little of a cow that I'm not happy at some point in that cow's life to uh, to enjoy, whether it's milk or curds or a steak or a belt, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. Point. So how the heck are you and your family? You're staying safe and healthy? Everybody okay? Yeah, yeah, staying, uh, staying safe and healthy, you know, um, Looking forward to the day when we get back to some normalcy, but uh, for for everything that's going on, can't complain too much. Yeah, well, and it, I'm sure you've tried that. Let's complain a little bit. Oh, nobody's <laughs> listening anymore? Yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> yep. Everybody's yep. in that same boat. How? Where do you go, or how do you go about adding content to your website? Man, you have some of the most fun recipes and categories and and tips and stuff in that website. Where do you go to get that kind of information? Just in terms of the ideas and the inspiration yeah. you're asking? Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of a variety of places. You know, a part of it I, I just pull from what I see at restaurants that I go to or whatever ah. people post on the Internet. Um, sometimes I'll get a craving for something and I'll do some research to see what other people are doing. And, um, yeah, it just kind of depends on the day and kind of just kind of a mix match of what's in my head and what other people are doing for inspiration and play around sometimes it works sometimes yeah. it doesn't <laughs> well that's funny that leads me to my next question how often do you get to play you you have a taste on the tip of your tongue you have an idea for something and you're going to go into the kitchen and either make it just like this or make it your own how often do you get a chance to do that it varies i'd say on average probably two to three days a week maybe oh yeah that's cool so not, not too bad yep. how how old is your youngest family member uh, he just turned one back in. Oh, May. that doesn't count. Yeah. Next oldest after that. Uh, she just turned three. Oh man, that barely counts either. I, 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 <laughs> I got a, a five year old too. If ah. you keep going. Well, I was just thinking, you know, maybe five. Have you started her hearing? What is this dad? Oh, it's oh, delicious. No, my, You're going to so, like it. No, no, I don't like it. I don't recognize it. I don't like it. Yeah. So all, all the kids, the, well, the two oldest of course can talk. They, Everything I cook, they ask me if it's spicy because they don't want spicy food, and they know I like spicy food. But the oldest one, uh, 
I got her into crab legs at one point, apparently. Ooh. And every night now for dinner, she asked me if I'll make her king crab legs. And uh, <laughs> I, fe- I feel really bad for whatever guys are going to have to support that habit down the road. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe you can turn her on to crab with a K. And we don't yeah. have, they're just a different kind of crab legs. I've run into that kind of thing too, if it looks different. Macaroni and cheese. It's macaroni, it's cheese. No, no, this is different. This is different macaroni yep. and cheese. Why is that? I don't know. It's different. It turns out that it's it's just cheddar instead of Colby. Or, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, on a sandwich. I need a piece of ham, a piece of cheese, two pieces of plain 29 cent for a loaf, a loaf of bread, and that's all. No sauce, nothing white, no mayonnaise, no, 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 no seasoning of any kind that's white. And I'll just eat that. And if the cheese, because he's going to take the top off the sandwich right away, recognize the ham, okay, that's good. This cheese does not look like the other cheese. I'm not even dad. I'm just a friend. This isn't, this isn't my cheese. This isn't marble cheese. Yeah, it is. Look, here's the yellow. Here's the white. We put them together, and it's yellow and white. It's marble cheese. No, it isn't. Uh, so I, I got to hide it. So I, I, my dad learned that with my children when they were young a long, long time ago when he would make some extravaganza in the kitchen, and it would be awesome, and he'd bring out lunch, and it wouldn't just be peanut butter and jelly, and my kids would take the top off. I don't like this. What do you mean you don't like it? You didn't even have a bite. Yeah, I don't know what it is, so I don't like it. My dad would go crazy. You didn't even take a bite. I don't care. Not having a bite. I don't like it. And until I helped him recognize, Dad, Dad, you know what that means? If all three of them don't like it, we get to share their lunch because we like it. And if they don't want this ham sandwich with cheese and sauce and tomatoes and blah, uh, salad. Don't put salad on my burger, Dad. No lettuce, no tomato, no onion, no salad, just a burger, a piece of cheese, and some ketchup. That's it. Yep. No, I uh, I deal with that quite a bit. And the problem, though, Mike, is, you know, if you start eating your kids' food and your food, you, you put on that COVID-15 pretty quick. Oh, baby. Well, and wait till you get to the point where you'll take them. Where do you want to go? It's your birthday. Where do you want to go for dinner? We can go out anywhere you want to go. McDonald's. All right. Yeah. Well, not McDonald's. Okay, Culver's. Wherever it is, they want to go where there's a Happy Meal because they don't really care that much about the French fries and the burger. There's a prize in the box, and that's what I want. And I yep. can remember having three uh, small children. I thought, well, I don't even need to order lunch or dinner. I'll just eat whatever there's leftovers. And I remember sitting at the table thinking, man, I'm going to have to go order my own cheeseburger. They're actually going to eat all the cheeseburger and all the French fries, and Daddy's not going to get any. <laughs> Wait till that starts happening, then you'll then 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 you'll know you're really into adult daddyhood, and push that envelope for some flavoring. Is it yeah. difficult for you to make two dinners, one that you and your wife will enjoy, and one that your three children or your two children will enjoy? Yeah, no, we 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 agreed really early on, probably actually even before we had kids, that um we were just gonna make our kids eat whatever we were eating, and hoping that that would maybe help them get a palate as they grew up. Sure. Um, Obviously, restaurants will still order the grilled cheese or, you know, the plain cheese macaroni and noodles. But, uh, no, at home, we, we generally only cook one meal. Oh, well, good for you. That's awesome. I hope it works. My, my sister is that situation. 
she uh, she owns a marketing company in Michigan and does not cook at all, zero. So she would go to one of her clients, would be a restaurant, and she would bring home to go, OMG to go. And then she discovered as this uh, son of mine who has now del- gotten a taste for crab legs and lobster and and uh, and filet mignon and you know pick us pick a, a food that's just delicious and he'll eat a couple of bites and he'll be full and he'll like it and that'll be good and now that he's you know 13 15 17 he's old now but now as he gets a little older hey mom what's for dinner and he wants to eat it all and to try and support a kid with a hollow leg on crab you were talking about you know your daughter's future boyfriend husband Wait till your kid starts to get so hungry that he wants the entire plate of crab legs and doesn't have any idea what peanut butter and jelly is because mom's never made that for him before. <laughs> yeah, I, I may not have fully thought that through. You uh, you raised a couple good points there. Now, keep it in mind. You get your kid uh, used to your food, then you're going to have to start cooking it for him forever. Forever. That's tough. What have you been putting on your website and cooking in your kitchen lately? You know, I, I came, and, and I again, I kind of drew inspiration from a couple places, but I, I came up with a jambalaya recipe that, Ooh. to be honest with you, I think rivals the jambalaya I've had down in New Orleans. Um, and, you know, other than that, I uh, played around, made a made a queso burger, um, made some fried cheese curds, you know, in light of National Cheese Curds sure. coming up like it did here. Sure. Uh, got it, made a Boston cream pie. I've never made a, I've never really been much of a dessert guy in terms of making it. I sure as heck enjoy eating. It. <laughs> um, but that was fun. That was different. I, you know, making the pastry cream and the cake and the chocolate ganache and all that was, was something very new for me. Wasn't it fun learning that ganache tastes delicious and it's painfully simple to make. And now you can put ganache on everything. <laughs> you are exactly right. That's exactly what I thought. Wow. This is, <laughs> This is way too simple. I'll be putting ganache on all kinds of desserts from now on. <laughs> might, <laughs> might even put it on my, my steak or my crab legs. You never know. Well, your kid will want it that way. That's for sure. None of this M&M, Daddy. I need ganache. <laughs> uh, that was a mistake, honey. I can't believe it. It is ganache. It's just wrapped inside this little tiny. It has an M on it. See, that's your brother. <laughs> It's your brother's initials. You can eat his candy, whatever. That's mom. It stands for mom. You want to eat mom's dessert? No, you can't fool me. I'm yeah. five now, Dad. I get the difference. All right, make me a jambalaya. We got time to, uh, yeah, you want to make me a jambalaya? Yeah, so um, the fun thing with the jambalaya, you know, is, is it, it, it's got okra in it. That's one of the main ingredients. And uh, I had to go down to the, the farmer's market to find it. I couldn't find <laughs> any of the stores around here. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's, um, I made mine with chicken breast, uh, andouille sausage, um, and shrimp is the, the proteins in it. And, uh, you basically, uh, you, you cook the, 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 uh, chicken and the andouille in a pan and then you set it aside and then you, in a big pot, you, you know, you put some olive oil and onion and, and celery and green pepper and garlic and jalapeno and, and you saute that. And then you put in some chicken stock. Um, then you add some tomatoes and then you add rice and a bunch of nice, you know, Cajun spices to, to give it some flavor and heat. And, uh, you just kind of simmer it, you know, and keep cooking it until that, that rice is, you know, a really good finished consistency. And then you add your meat and your okra into it. And, uh, man, I tell you when, when you're done, it's, it's awesome. 
And the great thing about jambalaya is it's one of those things that you can reheat. Um, and it'll taste every bit as good reheated the next day or a couple of days later as it does the night you first make it. I've noticed with jambalaya that it is almost as good the first night as it is the third night. As often as not, when you make a soup or something, you got it's going to be better tomorrow. But with jambalaya, for the most part, it's as good right now as it'll be in a couple of days. Absolutely. I really like that. When you make jambalaya, do you plan? Do you, do you have planned overs or do you just make enough for dinner and we'll see if there's any left over? No, I, I make a lot of it. Oh, do you? And, um, a, you yeah, got a big I'll, I'll pot, do you? Three straight days. I, I really enjoy jambalaya. Yeah. <laughs> What's for dinner? Jambalaya again, Dad? <laughs> Luckily, they're not old enough to start that conversation, so you're good. Yep. Cooley Region Cooks on Lacrosse Talk on WIZM. Make calories great again uh, and makecaloriesgreatagain.com. The website, James Brennan, is our guest. Uh, let's see, what was it you used? The jambalaya you did? I'll do the Boston cream pie in a minute. What was the What was the other recipe you mentioned? Uh, buffalo cauliflower, Boston cream pie, queso crunch burger. Oh, the, ca- the, the queso crunch burger. Oh, yeah. Queso crunch. You didn't say crunch the last time. Now you really <laughs> got my mouth watering. Queso crunch burger when we come back. Here it comes. Corn whiskey. Now you're talking. You got to make a whiskey old-fashioned. You better be using corn whiskey. Yeehaw! Our guest, James Brennan, who is MakeCaloriesGreatAgain.com. Do your, do your uh, liberal friends bust your chops over that website name at all? You know, um, they don't. Uh, Good for them. And I think most people realize there's there's actually no political inclination to it. Um, you know, I, I try to keep out of politics publicly as much as I can, and, and uh, it just doesn't do any good to discuss that stuff these days. Well, and and maybe it would if you were in the kitchen, depending on who's holding the spatula. <laughs> <laughs> All right, make me a queso crunch burger, please. Yeah, so how, how this one came about is I had made queso, um, a spicy queso, and I had a bunch left over. I didn't know what to do with it. Um, but to make the queso, what I did was I, I took American cheese, uh, block American cheese, took Thai chilies I had picked up at the farmer's market when I bought that okra, um, took some onions, some garlic, some paprika, salt, and I melted all over the, uh, the stove and uh, thinned it out with whole milk. So I had a really nice kind of runny cons- consistency to it. You know, not not so runny that it would just slime off, but uh, a little bit a little bit runnier than maybe you would use for a chip dip, for example. And uh, so what I did was I, I took a couple burger patties and I, I smashed them on my Blackstone grill. I used a Cajun hot ghost uh, seasoning on them to, to give Ooh. it a lot of kick because I really wanted to. Again, I like spicy food, and you know I'm going to put spicy queso on this thing, so. Uh, put that Cajun ghost on there and, and, uh, then I put a couple slices of, uh, cheddar cheese on it and, uh, you know, it's, it's a burger and what the heck. So I added an egg on top of it as well. And, uh, at that point, a couple butter toasted buns to sandwich that all between. And because it's going to get a little slimy, I, I stuck a knife through the top of it, uh, to hold it all together and, you know, a little bit of a pizzazz for the presentation. Oh, sure. And then the final step, I... I just smothered it in queso sauce, and I, I took a bunch of uh, cheddar cheese Doritos, I think they were, and I, I crushed them up and uh, put that on top of the sauce. And it's the kind of burger you have to eat with a fork and knife. Uh, but I, I tell you what, it, it was it was amazingly good. And 
I, I wasn't sure I was going to turn out. It's the first time I ever tried it. So I didn't really document it as well as I should have in terms of photos step by step. Um, but it was great enough. I threw it on the site anyway. So it's on there oh. if anybody wants to see the recipe and, and some of the photos that went along with it. Do you serve it because you have to eat this burger with a fork? It sounded like that. As soon as you said smother, I thought with an egg and sauce. And how are you going to pick that up? Uh, do you do you serve the burger topless, just half a bun, or do you put no. the top on and then smother the whole, even the top bun with the sauce and so forth? Yeah, no, I, I put the top bun on it, fully assemble the burger, and again stick that giant knife through the top of it. And again, you know, not not like a small kitchen knife, but a, a nice a big old yeah yeah. Knife. Yep. And uh, so then you get your knife, and then you just you throw somebody a fork, and they're good to go. <laughs> Do your kids know that that's not a burger for them yet? <laughs> Daddy, did you make did you make a ghost burger again? <laughs> yeah, you know, I um oh man, I'm trying to remember what it was. I I kind of tricked one of my kids with with something I made one time and they've never forgiven me or forgotten that. So I, I <laughs> at this point I try to to make sure I keep them away from the spicy stuff I cook. I totally get the not forget. It's funny to me that they <laughs> haven't forgiven you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, my, my five-year-old and three-year-old can't remember what they did at school today, but uh, they can remember that six months ago, Daddy fed them, you know, a ghost pepper or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just think that is hilarious because I think every, and every person listening right now who has or who has ever had, a, I don't know, eight years, probably seven, six, five, four, three, down to, down to really small, uh, who is kind of willing to have a taste of this because I love my daddy and he said it's really good. And then suddenly I'm not eating anything daddy gives me. I don't care what it is. He tried to kill me and wait till he tries to explain that to grandma. Grandma, <laughs> daddy tried to kill me. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Total strangers. This is my son, Caleb. Yeah. He tried to kill me. Oh, nice to meet you too. Yeah. That's all. That's, uh, I just blame it on each other. It wasn't me. It was your brother. Yep. Try to get it. All right. So we've got uh, the, and what do you serve on the side of such a spicy a burger? What do you serve with it? Well, um, I'm, I'm not sure that this is, this is the best way to compliment such a dish, but I served it with a side of queso and chips. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> the same I, queso I really that's was... on the burger? Yeah, yeah. Huh? I mean, I was really in the mood for for queso and and, and crunch and it, yeah. So so a side of crunch and a burger with crunch and you're that's hilarious and crunch up a bunch of Doritos. I have that's so funny. Do you save? <laughs> do you save your bags of Doritos or chips or any kind of bag of <laughs> snack? Do you save the bottom of the bag and instead of using breadcrumbs? Use that if you're going to have a recipe later on that you want to, if you're going to make a, a meatloaf, for instance, and it says put some breading in there. Do you use Dorito crumbs instead of bread crumbs, that kind of thing, ever? I, I do, but but that's assuming that I can actually get them to last that long. I'm, I've been known to tilt that bag up to the sky like I'm shotgunning a beer and, and just take <laughs> down those crumbs. That's, uh, that's sometimes the most flavorful part. Uh, I can't disagree. I, I stop... When I well, I don't tip the bag back because then it's all over behind me, and then I got to get the vacuum cleaner out. But uh, I stop as soon as I can't pick them up with my fingers, and then end up with and my and my uh, one of my sons who is also a, quite a good cook will 
grab a bag that's all wrinkled and it's been in there for a little while. Dad, what do you got in there? Well, let's see. I have some uh, sour cream and onion chips and some Doritos and some some uh, breadcrumbs. Uh, those uh, 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 breadcrumbs that that I got from your friend, and it's oh, that'll be good. And grab them, and he'll use them on something that he's going to bread chicken, uh, chicken uh, 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 fingers, chicken fingers, and makes his own breading. And then somebody says, "Wow, this is really good. Can you can you?" Share that recipe with me? Sure. Come on over to my house and steal my dad's breading because that's the only way we can do it. Can you make that again, Mike? It's going to be weeks and weeks because I used <laughs> seven different bags of crumbs to go into that breading. It's kind of a once, uh, not in a lifetime maybe, but every time you eat it, it's going to be just a little bit different. Sure. Have you, have you, uh, have you used Cheetos at all in your cooking? That's something I haven't done yet, but I'm looking to try soon. Uh, I don't know. Should I admit it on the radio or should I tell you off the air? Absolutely. Cheetos. And my, and, and I do that honestly, because every once in a while, Cheeto comes out with a new flavor. And I wonder to myself, I wonder if this flavor is actually stuck onto the Cheeto enough that I can grab some, put them in my mouth and then not have to wash my hand immediately. I've always hated that about the Doritos delicious flavor, but so difficult you got to eat them with tongs unless you unless you're close to the sink uh, uh so yes i i have uh, crunchy cheese you know how do you how do you not like crunchy cheese yep it's good all the way around all right we got to check in with the guys over in the newsroom uh, but we will be back make calories great again.com that's the website owner operator bottle washer and kid fooler at the dinner table James Brennan is our guest. We'll be right back. Years and years and years. 29. So long ago, I can't, I'm sad to say, I can't remember his name, but we had a part-time employee who was also a singer in a band, and he made this, this this is all his voice. Yeah, he just laid his voice over and over and over and over and Hey, I made you a show open. Wow, who'd you get to help you? No, that's all me. Took uh, took him a week. You know, this is way back when we didn't have computers to do it. He's splicing tape and doing all kinds of crazy, way more difficult to, to do back then than today. But that's where uh, that's where somebody's in the kitchen. And his name is James Brennan. He is MakeCaloriesGreatAgain.com. Which came first? The ghost? No, no. The... Uh, the in the thought of a website or your love for food? I've always loved food. Um, and to be honest, I think a few years ago, I started to love cooking a little bit. Uh, but really, it was the the quarantine and, and the website that kind of uh, inspired me to kind of really start getting more creative with yeah. it. Cool. Well, and I'm anybody, um, anybody that's listening that has not been to make caloriesgreatagain.com needs to go there just needs to go there and we didn't even we we probably could spend a little time on the uh, cocktail page which i'm sure is one of the other very popular cocktails which is funny because when i moved to wisconsin i learned of a of a cocktail called a brandy old fashioned when i was a kid my parents who kind of ebbed and flowed through various uh, uh, cocktails liked an old-fashioned when I mentioned it to mom. You know, mom, 
The brandy old-fashioned is the state cocktail of Wisconsin. Brandy old-fashioned. I'm so glad your father's not here. He was dead by then. I'm so glad your father's not here. Sacrilegious. You can't make an old-fashioned with brandy. Jay's dad. Got to get with the times. He was. That was one way to do stuff, and that was it. Yeah, no, I was I was in Tennessee a couple months ago, and uh, I ordered a brandy old fashioned at the bar, and the bartender looked at me and goes, "You must be from Wisconsin." <laughs> and, uh, and, and did he say Did he say Wisconsin? Did he tease you about your accent? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But, uh, he, he was a professional, so he didn't he didn't rib me too much. Right. Well, because you're buying. He, yep. If he's a smart bartender, he's just guessing where you're from, and then he's going to make up the story that he knows from a friend who was in here once before, and pretty soon you're best buddies, and he leaves, and he's thinking, that guy thinks I used to live in Wisconsin. <laughs> right, he gets, a, he gets a double the normal tip. Yeah, absolutely, because he's nice. That's the smartest bartender in town. All right, what do you want to do, do next? Well, it is National Cheese Curd Day, so let's, right. let's maybe just hit on a fried cheese curd for a little bit. You know, okay. We, we live in an area where you got a ton of restaurants that have great options, uh, all kinds of curds, battered, breaded, whatever, um, cubed, regular curds. My opinion, and, and the recipe I have on my site, is for beer battered natural cheese curd. And it's really simple. You know, um, I like to reduce the beer down to really kind of give it a little bit extra flavor. Uh, but then you just use some flour, eggs, salt, and, and you you batter these uh, curds, you know, whether it be a Westby or Ellsworth, whatever you get, and uh, and you fry them. But the one thing I, I just want to mention to everybody, because I, I got a, f- a couple friends, but one in particular that, you know, they <laughs> like, hey, I did your recipe and it's terrible. It didn't turn out. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what happened? And they described, I'm like, well, what, what was your oil temp? And, and they go, well, it was, I got it boiling. And I'm like, the website says, you know, 375 to 400 degrees. And and oil burns, you know, over 500. Um, I mean, you basically just threw a pizza in the oven at broil for 30 minutes is what you did. You know, it's it's not my website that's the problem. It's, yeah, you it's, didn't it's follow the directions. Measuring your oil temp. Yeah. Um, but, but well, that's why I don't make candy. Not, yeah. Above and beyond, I don't have a candy thermometer. But when you have to be that precise, and it really is important, unless you've got a a, a, a boiler that you can set the thermometer to. 400 degrees, turn it on, let the oil go because you set it. You got to drop a thermometer in there to be sure, don't you? You do. And, and you got to be careful too, you know, especially if you're doing this on a gas stove. Um, and, you know, <laughs> everything, don't don't put anything frozen into hot oil. Uh, I've had some people make that mistake. I made that mistake in college. I was, I was trying to fry up some deep, uh, deep fried Oreos about 2 a.m. after uh, a couple libations at the college bars and, uh, it just about burned down campus. Well, I was just going to say, has the apartment building been rebuilt since uh, you burned it down with deep fried Oreos? No, but they did tear it down. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder why. This apartment smells like oil and Oreos. What's the deal with that? All right. And you boil the, the uh, reduce, I shouldn't say boil it down, reduce the beer and then add everything to it? That's correct. Yeah, to reduce the beer and, and then cool it down, of course. Um, but I, but I use that as, as kind of my liquid along with the egg for, for the batter. Okay. Uh, what kind of beer? Does that matter? I'm, I'm sure it does. It, it certainly does. Um, I think in the case on the website, I think it was New Glarus Spotted Cow I was using because ah. I was kind of on a Wisconsin kick at the time. Sure, sure. Uh, but but really, you know, lagers work really well. You don't want to use anything too dark because it'll get really bitter when you reduce it. And anything too light, 
you know, you're not going to get a whole lot of flavor. Well, yeah, yeah. Juices, a light so. beer wouldn't work. Yep. So, you know, I've, I've used old style before, you know, classic old style lager that, that reduces down well, in my opinion, spotted cow certainly does. And how much are you going to reduce? If you're going to, if you're going to make cheese curds for uh, an appetizer and there's four of you, two guys, two women, you got to make a bowl that's fairly decent size you're going to make a pound pound and a half of cheese curds how much beer do you put in your in your uh, uh, a boiler of oil and seasoning yeah so for one pound of curds uh you're going to want eight ounces of beer okay. um so obviously you could use 12 ounces reduce it down but i again i really like a strong flavor so i probably start with 24 ounces really so you buy yeah. a six pack drink a couple of them while the other ones are reducing down and go from there Sure, we'll we'll go with a six pack. <laughs> I'm just trying to be nice. Your wife might, your mother-in-law might be listening. Who did my daughter marry? What? A twelve pack while he's making dinner? <laughs> well, I think there's a good chance my my grandmas and my my parents are listening. So we'll we'll uh, stick with the twelve pack. Well, we go. Uh, heck, I was giving you credit for a six pack, pal. I'm telling you, <laughs> trying to make Thanksgiving a whole lot more fun when you zoom hello. <laughs> hey, while we're deep frying things, and then. No other special ingredients in your batter? You know, the one thing I was going to mention was you can have a lot of fun with what you put in this batter. Yeah. Um, whether you make it like a Cajun-style batter or a spicy batter, again, um, you can put really any spices in there you're looking to, to kind of kick things up and, and play around with it a little bit. How many times did you make the variety of batters before you recognize how much of whatever the seasoning is you're going to make a – ranch onion ranch or you know garlic and herb or or whatever how how many times did you make it before you ate a cheese curd and said can't even taste it or oh my god that was too much somewhere in the middle how many times i I, I tend to go heavy at the outset um i want to say in this case i think it took me two tries to really good for you you ever deep fry a turkey i have not i've smoked turkeys and i'm that's something i'm still trying to figure out um (laughs) I've never deep fried a turkey. All right. Well, I got you. I've deep fried a turkey and I only pretend smoked a turkey because although I don't have a smoker, I I had a smoker uh, a long, long time ago and my dad smoked it to death. So I tried to invent a smoker in my grill and it didn't, it was delicious, but I'm pretty sure nobody would taste it and say, oh, hickory smoked turkey, Mike, this is good. (laughs) How did how did the skin turn out for you? Because that's the one part I'm still struggling with. On my smoked turkey? Yeah. yeah. Uh, crispy. To, you know, okay. I had to peel it off mostly. I like, I am a person who likes the crunchy bits. I'll eat the corner piece of a lasagna or a brownie or something because there's crunchy bits on two sides. I like that. So everybody else at the table was peeling off all the black parts. <laughs> and uh, and I was eating those black parts, and but like you've said before, I like spicy. Yeah, but my mother and father-in-law and you know family and friends, I got to tone it back if unless I'm eating alone. Same deal you're, with me. You're basically cousin Eddie from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Huh? <laughs> save 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 the uh, save the throat for me, Clark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and there's the dog under the table. <laughs> giving it back to you in glurping noises. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. You get, I'm going to start crying. I'm laugh so hard. My favorite Christmas movie of all times. Mine too. All right. Well, good. Yeah. Let, uh, 
All right, so a deep fried turkey, is that something you haven't done because you don't have a great huge, your uh, jambalaya pot isn't big enough to put a turkey down inside? <laughs> Definitely couldn't put a turkey in there. And, and no? yeah, I, I don't have a good deep fryer. I, I do all my deep frying just on my stove. Um, but part of it too, I, I've got a green egg and that's that's kind of what probably really started my, my love for cooking six, seven years ago. So I've, anytime I'm cooking some sort of meat, I'm usually trying to use the, the egg and playing around with that. And where does the where does the egg live in the winter? Do you do you, you use it all year round? So I, I use it all year round, and I'm I'm fortunate. I, I got a deck, and the roof overhangs the deck quite a bit, so I'm able just to kind of tuck the egg up against the house and keeps all the snow and the rain off of it. All right, then move it away from the house when you turn it on and use it. Exactly. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I I don't have a roof, so I don't have that that issue. So I I don't ever use my grill when it's raining, because I don't want to stand out there. And I don't want to put it in the garage because my uh, my late brother-in-law burned his garage to the ground, deep frying a turkey, right on the you know the garage door up, and the deep fryer just over the cement crack right there. It's outside, honey. It's outside. It was pouring rain and it was horrible weather, and they went inside to get a cocktail, a brandy old fashioned or something. Came back outside and the garage was on fire, and he couldn't he couldn't put the fire out before. The garage came down, including the family minivan. So he oh. uh, he didn't do that anymore. I have not had that kind of difficulty. And I don't. Do you brine your turkey? Yeah, I've, I've tried brining. Um, I think it was last, or maybe it was two years ago. I, I did a couple-day brine. Um, and again, the, you know, the turkey meat has always turned out really well for me, but it's it's the skin that I'm still trying to kind of perfect. And it's, it's tough when you're smoking. Um you know, because you want to balance where it doesn't get too much smoke, but also where it doesn't get too rubbery. Because you want the the skin for something special, or you know, I know as many people as don't who I will give, you know, a, a, a chicken, of, and they'll first thing they do is peel the skin off. I'm not even going to eat it, no matter what. Yeah, I, I don't know that you know it necessarily needs to be good for eating. Um, but more appearance, right? Because when you put that turkey on the platter in front of everybody, you don't want it to look like. Uh, <laughs> well, again, you don't you don't want it to look like cousin Eddie's Eddie's turkey in the right. uh, vacation. So um, <laughs> it, it's more about appearance. So maybe if I just like spray paint it or something before I bring it. There up, you I'll, go. I'll, it works for hair. Maybe it works. There might be <laughs> a spray, uh, you know, for uh, for your food. I interviewed a woman a long, long time ago who wrote a cookbook, uh, and the recipes were all. Uh, start with this, and it was in case. I think that was the name of the cookbook. In case it goes wrong, two bits of advice. Never tell your guests what you're serving for dinner until you take it out of the oven and see what it looks like. And next, never worry about a mistake that you can't cover in sauce or frosting or cheese or something. Forever I worried about making a pie that uh, would have a uh, frosting or, you know, cream stuff on top and it would be all cracked. And I couldn't figure out how does my grandmother make this pumpkin pie that has zero cracks? And she finally just told me, I, I don't mine has crack. If my pie has cracks in it, then I put the whipped cream on before I bring it out to the table. That's uh, you know, if there, if it's, if it's ugly, change the name, put some sauce or dip it in cheese change the name of it, and it's delicious because it's ugly, but it's delicious. That works. Exactly. That worked for me. All right, let me take care of a little business. We'll come back and uh, recipe of your choice. We get time for one more. 
We'll be right back. Cooley Region Cooking with James Brennan, who is MakeCaloriesGreatAgain.com. Oh, what the heck. We might as well. We've had dinner. We've had side dishes. We've had dessert. We even had a side dish that was part of the ingredients for dinner. We might as well wash it all down. Oh, and by the way, uh, your uh, your office friend is not wrong. Uh, the skin is the best part of the turkey. As far as I'm concerned, I don't disagree. I like the skin the most, and I like the dark meat after that. But the skin on my turkey is is a lot is cooked more than a lot of people like. Uh, and I I am unabashedly in love with the crispy bits. So if, if you like the crispy bits, you're welcome to share some of that turkey skin. Otherwise, I'll eat it all, and I won't feel badly about it. You'll have to bring your own next time. <laughs> and what to go with all these delicious recipes but a cocktail and a, and a, a pina colada. Maybe you got that. Uh, we leaned on that. Uh, pina colada, which is something I didn't realize there were different ways to make it, James. There's more than one way to make a pina colada, obviously. Turns out there's there's a ton of ways. Oh. And, and how this happened is I'm I don't even like pina coladas to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not a big coconut guy or even pineapple guy, but uh, my brother-in-law is is just obsessed with pina coladas, and so I'm like, all right, come come on over, and because he was bugging me to you know come up with a recipe for these things, I'm I'm like, we'll we'll experiment. So I I, I took all kinds of recipes off the internet and and uh, you know kind of mashed stuff together and and. We spent an entire evening just making pina coladas and sampling them. And, of course, I don't like them, so he was responsible for, you know, I'd take a sip and then he'd have to finish each Finish one it, sure, sure. Um, but I, I think we perfected it after about five or six of rounds. How do you know for sure? Come on, be honest, James. <laughs> after you've taste tested 11 different pina coladas, don't they all kind of start tasting the same? Well, they they do, you know. A little bit. If you're adding a little bit of a rum float on top of them, but, um, <laughs> but and your you, wife is listening to this, laughing her butt off. Oh, I can't believe he said that out loud. He just taste tested eight or ten, and then good night, Irene. Yeah, no, she. I'm, I'm pretty sure she remembers me and him that night. We, uh, <laughs> I think we woke the kids up a couple times, but um, anyway, uh, try this recipe yourself. I, I think you're gonna like it. Okay. It's it's two ounces of light rum. One ounce of coconut cream liqueur, uh, a quarter of a lime uh, squeezed and juiced, one ounce of pineapple juice, and then six pineapple chunks. So these would be like the bite-sized <clears throat> chunks of a pineapple. Um, ideally frozen, that's going to give it more con- more of a thicker, creamier consistency. Okay. Um, but if you want something thinner, you can just sub two ounces of pineapple juice here. Um and then a little bit of salt to taste, and then a pineapple wedge and cherry to garnish. But you just throw that in a blender, and you mix it all up. And, you know, again, if, if you're using frozen pineapple chunks, it's going to be a little bit more like a frozen. Like a slushy. Colada. Yeah. Uh, if you're using juice, it's going to be a little bit more liquidy, and, and I'd suggest throwing some ice in there as well. Um, but anyway, at the end, pour, pour an ounce or two of dark rum on top. And in my opinion, that's what really makes it and kind of complements it. Uh but if you're somebody who likes pina coladas or tropical drinks, and even somebody like me that doesn't like pina coladas, I, I think this is a pretty decent recipe to be honest with you. Or call it a rum slushy if it doesn't. If somebody says, "Did you try to make a pina colada?" Because this one, <laughs> no, 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 no. Now that's a rum slushy. I got that recipe off the internet from some famous Jamaican friend of mine who uh, visited, <laughs> and 
And uh, yeah, and they always taste good. I mean, I get it that you don't like pina coladas. I don't want one this afternoon either. But when you and I see each other on the beach in Jamaica and you're saying, hey, I think that, hey, Mike, Mike, are you Mike Hayes? Yeah. Are you, are you Jim Brennan? Yeah. You want to go have a pina colada? No, no, I don't like pina coladas while I'm here in my bare feet in Jamaica. No, I'm, I'll be all over that because I want to try one that's made by a guy who does it for a living. Not, and I wouldn't mind experimenting with you, you know, some Saturday night, but I really want the good one that's made by a guy who makes a living making pina coladas behind the bar. That's the guy who thought, oh, you're from Wisconsin, brandy, brandy old fashioned. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, that's delicious. And you finally, if, uh, do you use pineapple chunks? I'd be embarrassed to substitute pineapple juice in my, because I don't have any of those ingredients at home. I got to go to the store and buy all those ingredients. And, well, you know, I got some pineapple juice in the refrigerator that was there from some other thing. Ah, it's not happening. No way. Yeah, no, it's, it's not a substitution I'd recommend. And if you don't, you know, actually, a pineapple be a pineapple juice. I'd I'd encourage you to make a painkiller instead. That's, in oh. my opinion, much uh, a much better uh, tropical drink. Anyway, uh, can you do a painkiller? Nah, you probably can't. Save that one for next time. Only got a minute. Uh, <laughs> yes, substituting, and then and then that person who substitute will say, "Hey, I made your pina colada that you had on your website. I don't know what everybody's talking about. It wasn't very good at all." Did you use all the ingredients? Well, no, because, you know, I'm trying to lose some weight. So I used skim milk instead of heavy cream, and I used pineapple juice instead of pineapple. And, uh, you know, we're done talking. Happens That happens all the time. And Doesn't it? Me, uh, me too. You, I can hear my dad yelling right now. If you don't make it exactly the way I tell you, then don't tell me you didn't like it because you didn't make mine. You made somebody else's. Whatever it was, queso crunch. What did you use for uh, chips? Oh, I didn't have any chips, so, you know, Triscuits. Kale. You kale put chips. what? Triscuits. Yeah, <laughs> kale chips. I had this leftover kale chips. They were horrible. Hey, will you do this again sometime? Probably next year? Yeah. Good yeah, deal. No, as soon as I get a calendar, I'll be in touch. It's yeah. 11 o'clock on WIZM Lacrosse.